Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast from the great state of, you know, Michigan. That's me, baby. Crazy Dre Podcast Show. I'd like to thank Buzzsprout for distributing my podcast to other uh, platforms out there. I'd like to thank mostly my two uh, platforms I use the most, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Yes, thank you, those two platforms for sending uh, my uh, podcast to the world and having people try to listen to it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the first time you ever listened to me. This I've, I'm a man. I'm a man with a lot of uh, thoughts and ideas. And uh, maybe a lot of stuff that come out of my mouth doesn't make sense to most of you. But I created this podcast for men who are somewhat disabled, like myself. I come across uh, a moment in my life where I think I wanted to project my thoughts and ideas to the world. Now, because a lot of times people must, must understand that when men who are born with disability, we are very much left aside with no opinions, with nobody. No one wants to listen to us. No one cares to ask us anything serious. And saying that, I always was a very quiet, kept to myself. I always knew how to, uh, I was put in my place, let's put it that way, in the, in the Midwest of, uh, of, of, of the state of Michigan. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, in the middle in the middle class environment where I grew up, uh people just seem to be able to let me know to be quiet, to be hush. Uh they didn't want to hear my opinions on my life or care to to uh to wonder how I'm doing or what I'm doing with my life or I was never invited to events with my own peers. So knowing that, it came it, it came to recognize today that I was on a platform, and this platform isn't like really significant. It's just Facebook, right? Everyone uses it. Everyone's got their garbage. Everyone sends their love and hope and their f- family uh, ex- um, memories on Facebook. They want people to see themselves succeeding and see make people feel loved and and some of us wish that we had that type of life well i joined this other group and this other group was for it's it's called for singles in michigan and i came across a question and the question was this by a woman who profoundly is probably like in her mid-40s maybe in her 50s and uh she asked a really bad and good question, I guess. And she said, why do men who are disabled do not tell us right away before we meet them? Now, when I read that question, I thought it was the dumbest question in the world. Because clearly, if you're a man with, with some form of disability or a man with a mental disability, but let's concentrate on physical disability because that's more apparent. That's more obvious. 
And to answer that question, then she says, why do men who are disabled don't disclose that they're dis to to a woman that they're disabled? Now, you must remember, why would we do that? We already know what's fe what it feels like to be rejected. We already know that most women and most people don't respect us. And people must, I don't understand this concept of thinking in her own, in her own head. Because if we tell people that we're disabled, the first thing that goes through their head is like, uh-oh, something's wrong. I'm not going to talk to that guy. I'm not going to interact with him. And I'm sure he's not going to start a, a relationship with a guy with a, with a form of disability. And kind of in some ways kind of made me mad. And I responded. And I was like, well, this is one of the dumbest questions I ever read in my life. And clearly, the reason why we don't respond or why we don't tell people or women that we're disabled right away because of just simply being rejected. It is bad enough for any man to walk around on this planet knowing that he's not an alpha, a true alpha male, or someone who is more presentable to, to the opposite sex. And when, we, when men know this, they either go two ways. They either are really obnoxious and loud and they got crazy funny jokes and they make the the scene or their environment very happy go lucky and then women respond to that and then of course i would assume that some women b become infatuated with that guy but most of those women have never had any interest in that person or that guy that's extremely funny and disabled it's fun to laugh with a guy who's disabled. It's l fun to be around with somebody who is, you know, has a good sense of humor and might be comfortable in his own body or his own skin. But there's no way in how is, is that woman going to consider this guy or any guy who's disabled as a primary person that they're going to mate with or have sex with or start a family with. Unless, of course, he's really highly intelligent and he's making six f figures a year. Now, yes, there's every once in a while you get you, your guy out there that's very uh, lucky that some girl is really down to earth and she really loves that guy for who he is regardless of his disability. Yes, that is possible. But most of us, we don't get response by a woman. We get this is the response we get. If we make if we make contact with a girl that we kind of like, and we make them laugh, and she laughs, and most able-bodied people understand that if you can make a girl laugh, she might be into you. And then the, the correspondence goes for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and then finally you have the encouragement to go ask the girl on a date or at least for a phone number. And let's say seven out of ten times the guy with an able body, it happens to them. Then she says yes. 
and then you get her number and then you go on a date and then maybe it turns into something great. But you know what happens to guys like me? Is this. When we ask, so when, when, when we make a girl laugh, it's cute, it's adorable. They think it's uh, some ways like an old lady say, saying, isn't that precious? Isn't that cute? But they don't say cute and precious. They just laugh and giggle and all this stuff. So in our head, we're like, oh, maybe this girl likes us. Maybe I'm going to ask her out. Maybe I'll see if she wants to go to lunch or do something like that. Because with most guys who are with some form of disability, we're also got to protect our feelings. Because it's very, very vulnerable for anybody to to say something to any girl in this ge- in, in 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 this time of era. Everyone is actually standing on their tip of their toes, making sure that they don't offend anyone. And to say this, and a lot of people out there who's listening to me is going to say this. That's pathetic. She was she was just making a question. She asked a good question. And you responded into her, her way of saying that she was being kind of a pretentious, a pretentious little brat of a woman. But it'd be like, it'd be like a guy asking, "Why don't flat-chested women tell us right away that we're f- that they're flat and they have no boobs?" Now. If we said that and we asked that question, it would be very sexist and very ma- uh, masculine, uh, chauvinist. Or much, uh, in 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 that case. So, so it'd be like a guy saying, "Well, if you don't have, it would be like a guy saying to a girl, if you don't have a big, a big ass and nice tits, I don't want nothing to do with you.'" Or like, why don't girls put on their profile the size of the boobs to be realistic? If you have a size A, please don't talk to us. If you li- if you have a size B, a breast cup, please maybe uh, wait till till the next time I try to reach out to you. Now, I'm reaching out a little bit on, on this uh, conversation, on this point, but this thing I'm trying to make a point of, but. Let me tell you what happened to me again two days earlier. So I'm eating lunch, and I eat lunch with my managers and my coworkers, and they're all women, all right? So I work in a very dominant woman atmosphere of, of, of a rehab center. So there's not a lot of guys out there. There's a lot of guys who may be doctors. There's a lot of guys who might be, you know, nurse techs, but... You know, a lot of times you never go make contact or talk to those guys because they're not in your same f- field. So I sit with these co-workers and they're all about a couple of them are my age and one is quite older than all of than all of us. So my I can't really feel my left hand. And my left hand looks like a shrivel uh arm that doesn't move. Now, I don't have nerves and ligaments that actually connect to the brain that will make my fingers move. And that was the case of a 
of a stroke or or malnutrition or something happened as I was a child. So I can't feel my left hand that well. So here I am. I have my left hand on the table, and it's kind of bent backwards in a very uncomfortable uh way of sitting on the table now if that was if i had feelings in that arm and then in those fingers my my left fingers it would probably hurt or probably be really uh distressed or painful but in my case that wasn't even even the case i don't have that feeling so when she saw my hand on the table all kind of twisted she said, oh, please put your hand down. I look so disturbing. Now, I've been, I've been so used to people being so disgusted by my left hand and the way it shrivels up or it, it dangles or how it just kind of, it's there, but it's just so out of place. It's, it's, not, it's not good, but it's not bad. It's just... It's just a, it's a deformity that people have with some form of cerebral palsy or stroke and their limbs and their arms are just kind of weak. So I've had two negative re, uh, res, uh, uh, responses based on the way I look. Okay? I got one girl on the, the internet oblivious to her stupidity saying why do men who with a birth defect or disability don't tell us up front which is like what do you which is overall it's a it's a bitch thing to do okay and then you have a your co-worker who's actually your boss tell you that she is disturbed by your left hand on the table and me not subconsciously knowing that well not consciously knowing that my hands on that table and it's kind of twisted around a little bit so within a, within a, a three day radius I have a negative I have a negative outlook based on how I, how I look Okay, and I want people to really understand that people like me who have some form of common sense and logic and have a really down to earth uh, way of looking at life, and we're not delinquent, we're not drooling down our, we don't have food drooling down our chest or our mouth, we're not passing fecal matter. In our pants, I'm a very logical, able body, able-minded man. But because of my physical appearance, or because men with a with a disability physical appearance, we are treated quite horrifying. But it's not like they're going. It's not like the people who are disturbed by you are going to make fun of you. Or who are going to uh, call you names or punch you in the face? It's none of that. It's very, it's very uh, 
It's very uh, subtle. It's that look on their face, that moment when you go around them that they feel very uh, uneasy or some uh, uh, way that they don't want you in their presence. They don't want you in their atmosphere. They're too cool to be around you because you or people with disability symbolizes failure. When you are born with a disability, you are either a person who is symbolizing her uh, being a very courageous, heroic person that's you know you try and make you you try and make it into the world. You try and make it very helpful. You try and make it very. I don't know what I'm trying to make this world to be. I don't know what disabled people are supposed to act like. But but we have two ways that, that people look at us. We they look at us like we're delinquents, and that we don't belong into our own environment or to our own. Uh, way of life and we should be thrown away now you must understand that people with a disability or people with a physical disability if we show any reaction and we tell them that you're a jerk or you're asshole for calling me cripple or or making my me feel uncomfortable because my left hand is dangling around, or if I if I confront you and say, "Hey, you shut the f up," it's not my fault for being crippled. The problem with that way, the problem with this, is that it makes us look like we're really disturbed, very uh, uh, unpractical, very. Uh, 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 not all there consciously. If we, if we slightly overreact and defend ourselves, we are looked at as part of the problem in our own society. We are, we're the problem to their society or the able-bodied society. And I know a lot of people out there, you know, they may say that they, that they like me or they enjoy my company or they they feel my pain or they understand or they feel sympathetic but there's no way of even describing the 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 strangeness of being alone or always being alone or always being by yourself or always just not having uh people who just accept your presence around them. It's it's so weird. It's just it's just it's just it just doesn't make sense. Okay? It's like the best way I could uh, describe it is this. It's like with my disability I am very invisible. People see me with my left hand delingling around, but but subconsciously in other people's minds, I disappear. 
Now, what does that mean? I, I basically disappear. That means when they see me, they either accept the idea that I'm disabled, but they want nothing to do with me, or they see me disabled as my disability, and then they, they purposely ignore me. Okay? So, so think like this. Think about if I was an able-bodied person, and I go to the bar by myself, and and I make new friends, and those new friends want me to hang out with their friends, and then, let's say, a couple times down the road, I meet a couple girls from their friendship groups, and then I date one of them. And that's usually how people date now or find their partner now is that they make new friends at new bars and new restaurants or new occasions and then they go out and then they just talk to people and then they get invited to a, a new social group and then they meet other people from other social groups and they combine those two social groups and then you meet someone of the opposite sex and then you create conversation and then you start talking about dating and eventually you find yourself a girlfriend or have a girlfriend and then you start seriously dating and then, and then engagements and and all that good stuff right but in my case that doesn't happen i can literally go to a place i can literally talk to people complete strangers who are who completely are out of town and they're out of the town and they're in their business trips and I just start asking people where they're from and all that. And then that's how I create conversations by knowing what they do, what they're doing here, what their belief system is. But it's very vague. It's not so serious that I'm invading their privacy. And the thing is about it is that is that I know for a fact that I'm never going to see these people ever again. And you know what? In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, that's fine. I guess I'm never going to meet anybody. I mean, I guess I'm never going to have true friends. People with disabilities don't have true friends. And almost what I'm saying though is this. And it's it, it's a it's a it's a really thing in this world that we just I just don't really have great friends. I have a couple of great acquaintances. Now, I could tell you this that a lot of my friendships 10, 15 years ago ended because of circumstances of some was me and some was other people and so on and so forth. But my behavior back then identifies that I was trying so hard to be cool or trying so hard to be accepted that I would have said stupid things to have people like me or to make people laugh or just be around new people. And those sometimes I created are very awkward or very uncomfortable circumstances uh, or environment 
Now, but in reality, is this. I go to work. I work 40 hours a week. I, I don't make great money, but I make all right. You know, for a guy who's crippled, I make, I'm doing all right. I don't collect, I don't collect disability. I don't collect social security. I don't collect anything from the government. I don't do none of that stuff. And it's amazing that people just don't understand that. I, I just, I mean, I really, I think people really think that I am single because I'm a complete a-hole. And they think that I just don't try to talk to girls. And to be honest with you, I know I'm not that good looking physically, okay? I might have a face that's not ugly, but I'm no far from being a pretty boy either. I'm not no Brad Pitt or, or Enrique Iglesias or, or George Clooney. I know that, but I have a very average face. But even average guys have the opportunity to talk to a girl and start a relationship with. Now, I know we're in this era where men and women are not combining together, and it's a really uh, haywire moment where a lot of guys are complaining because they're not having sex or nothing, or whatever. I'm not going to get involved in that conversation because I don't know. But what what I'm saying, though, is that average guys have an opportunity to go up to any girl that they want to. And what's happening is that you get people like me and people like, well, what's wrong with you? Well, to be honest with you, there's not a lot of women out there that want anything to do with us. Look, I can make any girl laugh. And I do it all the time at work. I make the patients laugh. I can make the nurses laugh. I can make other people in other departments laugh, male and female, especially the girls. But you know what? I'm going to say this again. When I saw a girl liked me at work, and I uh, and I know I kind of hinted to her, said, "Hey, do you want to do lunch with uh, with me?" So what I was really trying trying to do is like, I wanted to see if she was okay with me eating lunch at work with her, and she laughingly said no. So, what I'm trying to say is that even if a girl thinks I'm funny, and even if I make them laugh, and even if I make them comfortable, they're not really digging me at all. So when people and other women say dumb things and say, why don't men tell women that they're disabled before they go on a date? And then you have your co-worker who is a female say, please get... She looked at my left hand and she looked so disturbed and say, I just don't know how you, you your fingers and hands work like that. That looks like it hurts. And she had that disgusted look on her face. And I've had that look on other women's faces before. So I have to, in reality, protect my feelings but I also got to protect 
what I I have to be careful what I say to them as well, because anything that comes out of my mouth could be seen as sexual harassment, in their opinion and their beliefs. Even if it's not vulgar or anything, it, it could be just a generic uh, uh, way of uh, saying something nice and smooth. If I was a good-looking guy, if I said something smooth, it would be funny and it'd be great. And then they would profoundly ask, ask me what I'm doing after the work, whatever. But in my case, that doesn't happen at all. In my case, they just think I'm being funny and cute and silly. That's what they really think I'm doing. They don't take me seriously one bit. So when I hear people say two things, when I hear people say, you can find any girl you want, that's a lie. And second, when I hear women ask stupid questions like, why don't men at why do men not tell us that they're disabled or give us the expression on their faces and they look at us with disgust? I want people to, to understand that. I want people to like really realize that we're, we're men who are, we are worse off than any able-bodied straight man in the world is. All you straight guys out there who are complaining about not having a girlfriend or not getting laid or your ex-wife dumped you or you dumped your ex-wife and now you're alone, man, that's a joke. You guys are stupid. In my opinion, you guys are ignorant fools. You have a big old pool of the ocean of the world. Of You can literally, if every guy who's alone would ask a girl on a date anywhere, you think one out of ten times that girl's going to say yes. So please, do me a favor. If you're a girl out there, and you see us as, you see a disabled man, and, he, and his hand or her legs, or his amputee legs, or, He's wobbling back and forth. Remember something. Someday, we may not be able to walk, and we might fall. But you know what? Someday, you're just going to be even worse than we are. Because no, I'm not, no, not going to go that way. I'm not going to go that way. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be ignorant or a, a jerk. I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. Look, I really want people, and I'm going to my 31st minute, so I don't want to ramble. So I want people to really understand, like, I didn't choose to look like this. I'm just a guy wandering around the world, and I moved downtown because I got sick of sitting around the, my old apartment and hanging out with a bunch of Wants that didn't like their wives or didn't like their neighbors or didn't like the president or the governor or whatever they didn't like. That's what those people did. So I moved downtown to interact with more people, to be around people who are actually having fun. 
as I am doing this podcast, uh, in my apartment, I see about 30 kids and their parents riding their bicycles to wherever they go. So that's something I like about Grand Rapids. You just see people living life. And that's basically what I'm trying to do. And I've been trying to do this episode for about three or four days. And I can't, I can't, I couldn't put a finger on it. I didn't know how to put a finger on this thing. But remember, I mean, we all have dreams. We all have hopes. Most of our dreams never come true, but I hope yours does. If mine doesn't, I hope yours does. Because everyone needs some form of hope. So if you know someone who's disabled, if you got friends, you got family, if you got someone that was born with a disability, I want you to send them this way to listen to this podcast. And I know that a lot of you new-time listeners don't know who I am. But I really did create this podcast for people with disability to give us a voice, especially men. I really did. I want, I want people to understand that we talk about politics, we talk about uh, sports, we care about sports. Not just the Detroit Lions winning the Super Bowl, but how we're going to get there is going to be a, a better question. So, if you have someone with a disability or another guy that you know with a disability, I swear to God, just send him my way and have us and have him listen to my podcast. And I'll touch on a couple other projects or other ideas that I have. All right, folks. Peace, love. I'd like to thank everyone that listened to this podcast. Uh, I'm going to try to do a podcast only once a week or twice a week, depending if I can get my buddy Sean, who talks about sports as much as I do, uh, or my buddy Ron that with another guy with a disability. I might even touch base on this same story again because I really want people to understand that you, this really happens to guys like me. We're just not, I mean, it's not, this just really does. That, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it really does. But all right, folks, peace. Thank you for listening. Thank you, uh, Spotify. Thank you, Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Buzzsprout Distribution. Busbrout.com for distributing my podcast to the whole world. And uh, I'm thinking I'm going to have this show air on Sunday. Because it could, it could be a good listening episode for people going to church. All right. I'm out of here. Peace.